Hey everyone, this is the second edition of Solana Made Easy, which is the Solana-focused Twitter Spaces podcast that is hosted by our very own Easy Eats Bodega and co-hosted by yours truly. In this one, we dive deep into all the different projects that are hot right now on Solana, some upcoming releases, and some trading strategies. I thought it was even better than the first. As usual, this and all of our content is sponsored by FTX. Sign up at thenifty.com slash FTX or with the code thenifty on your mobile app what is going on the solana space after a ton of activity today with the tripping apes we've been highlighting them everywhere everyone's been talking about them currently number one on open holding that volume making moves at the moment but aside from that we're seeing a ton of movement across the solana space a lot of existing projects moving left right up down whole nine really want to talk to everybody here and see what it is you're trading what it is you're looking for what trades you might be making, wins, losses, the whole nine. As always, this is Solana Made Easy, day two. No shilling, please. Let's get right to the alpha. Shout out my co-host, P.O., Running Man, a few of the other speakers. Excited to get some more speakers up as well and start to really kind of dive into the space. Wanted to see if Running Man can talk. Steve, yeah, P.O. I was going to say, here. is Running Man going to say anything today or what? How's it going, P.O.? All right. Can you hear me this time? Yes, we can. The boy is here. <laughs> Yeah, well, you said it wouldn't be so long if somebody didn't hard drug on the first show, would it? <laughs> you know exactly, what I'm saying? Right? <laughs> um, that's, yeah, that's happy, really to, happy to be here with the Nifty fam. Let's talk some alpha. Um, I think this is the first time we've spoken for a year. Easy, isn't it? We've known each other a year. I think this is the first time we've spoken. Yeah, 100%, which is actually crazy. We went from <laughs> each other talking every day to this. So, yeah. appreciate you yeah. co-hosting, my friend. No problem. We've got, got a ton of alpha. We've seen a lot of, lot of projects moving at the moment. Um, Actually surprised projects are like pulling back, you know, as easy as they are, to be fair. Um, but um, yes, it's a good, good signs definitely for the space. And, and also as well, TPS, really good. No, no network issues. Looks like Solana scaling really well. Um, so, yeah. That was an interesting thing. The, the TPS was something even myself was a little bit nervous for. I expected the network to kind of just shit the bed today like it has in the <laughs> past on any hyped min. So seeing yeah. this now, like... It's held 1,600, still not great. It's awesome. Uh, still working, at least. I mean, we've seen, what was it, Onira took down the entire network for, like, 14 hours. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is uh, – the crazy thing to me was that Magic Eden left 200, 300 supply on tripping apes, you know, just risking shutting down the network for 16 hours, you know, instead of just minting them out onto – you know, minting them out to a wallet. You know, not not strange decision really for me. Um, that, but you know, it looks like we survived it in any case. Yeah, I mean, that was really interesting for me as well. I looked and saw that there was still two hundred remaining for public, yeah. and it was like just inviting bots to just yeah. ruin the network. I think I got a few DMs too that were like, "Yeah, we got probably three hundred people here ready to try to bot the hundred supply <laughs> remaining." I think it was like ninety nine when it finally went public, which you're just asking for a bad time. I'm I'm interested too. I mean, you and me were talking earlier. With the Hydra situation, we've seen a lot of other projects start to move to these other launch pads. Yeah. So do we think we're going to see another kick up on whether that's Soulport or whether that's Magic Eden? I mean, Magic Eden seems to now be that powerhouse launching these projects. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, there's something about Soulport. It's got, it's got a certain style to it. I, I, it's, I don't know if projects look cooler launching on Soulport. I mean, we're both in, you know, we've got GCAN whitelist, um, and they've moved off off Eden onto Soulport, and I think it's gonna. I think it's actually gonna be a big advantage for them when they actually do launch. I'm actually really bullish on GCAN. 
studios when they when they launch. Um, just just for moving out to Salport, um, to be honest. Um, I don't know what your, your feelings are on it. Yeah, I mean, I'm really interested to see kind of how, like, the Tayo ecosystem starts to back it. That's always what I'm interested in. Like, the Tayo team and P the holders are just diehards, man. That's always yeah. the wild part. So, like, when you get a project that's launching on Soulport, we saw it with Visionary. That was even, like, a relatively high mint cost, and it just absolutely took off. So, like, for me, a project like this that has a ton of hype and was going to go Hydra and things got over 100,000 Twitter followers, like, that's no joke. Yeah. I think that that's a big play coming here and opting for Soulport, especially as the others want the Magic Eden route. I can see, you know, everybody's talking about tripping apes, and I can see, I don't know, I've got, I've got a feeling G can or the other projects I'm looking at is just just ape. One of those two. I mean, at the moment, I think you can get G can whitelist for six or seven sol on this. You know, I think people are selling whitelists in the marketplaces for six, seven sol. I'm not one for buying whitelist. To be fair, I mean, I'm, I'm massive on whitelist meta. Um, I think it adds a ton of equity. You know, as a trader, I, you know, I'm, I'm minting at two sol, and it's you know things are minting secondary at twenty, and I'm gaining a thousand percent straight away equity in my trading. Which, which as a trader, you know, we're looking for equity in every trade that we make. You know, but that's what it's basically volume and equity and and return on investment that we're looking for. And adding a thousand percent just by accessing a whitelist is absolutely massive. It gives you such a buffer. You can open, you know, you can trade multiple positions and still have that, you know, that thousand percent equity as a buffer, you know, as a you know, in your trades. And um, buying whitelist is totally different. You, 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 the risk reward ratio by entering the market at an inflated price like that is, you know, at high, you know, when it comes to trading, really want to be eliminating your risk really um you know the the, the the upside's got to you know be more than the downside and this is why i'm so big on whitelist meta i mean we talked earlier about like tps and the, the network whitelists um the meta is here to stay and in my opinion it only gets stronger from here i mean it protects the network from bots basically shut that any network shut down and you know Solana's re working really well with whitelist meta in place and i think it's going to become so competitive and that's why, I mean, you know, if you've seen me in Nifty, I'm always talking whitelist meta because I try and front run the meta plays. I've been talking about whitelist meta for five weeks now. And, it, you know, it, it just adds a ton of equity and, and, and you need to front run it just to be able to just to be able to get the competitive edge in it because it's going to get a lot more comp competitive to get whitelists on for hard salon. It's interesting in too, though, because I'm looking yep. at it. I think we saw somebody today from a... Uh, Gcon or not Gcon, a trip and apes mint. They bought yeah. like 230 whitelist spots, so I think yeah. they made something like 16,000 sold today. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it's, it's good, it, it's good when it works like that. But I mean, if you look at like you know, Oak Paradise, that they basically rug pre mint. <laughs> well, what came <laughs> no, out around that what? today? Do you have any info on that? Um, yeah, saw... yeah, they relaunched basically. I woke up this morning and then um, they deleted Discord, so they've basically rug pre mint. But oh, they deleted the full Discord. Yeah, the owner got him. Um, I think the owner's a previous Ruger, and the team found out and you know instantly deleted Discord, which I thought it was strange because I mean you know re really I'd like to see them keep Discord open and and take it from there. But they've um, they've set up a new Discord now. But I mean, what Oak Paradise whitelist have been trading for seven eight sol, and if that you know if that project never reopened again, 
you know, you've basically lost that just by buying whitelist early. It's a speculative market. Um, you know, it has worked on tripping apes today, but there's a lot of a lot of projects where you know you're entering a market and it's basically staying around the price you've paid. And then and then we we've seen some made. You know, I always say trade the hype, but the utility will dictate the price. And usually we get a hype pump, then we get a pullback as as that volume moves into another another area. But then then the utility will dictate the price of the project from there and it'll either, you know, move up or down accordingly. No, absolutely. And I think just aside from that too, I'm curious what somebody else, a few of the other yeah. speakers here, I know Smoothie and MMM, you guys were on yesterday. Thanks for coming back. I'm curious what you guys thought of the uh, Trip and Apes Mint today. We were talking a little earlier right before you two both joined, feeling that it was relatively smooth, to be honest, uh, compared to some of these other mints we've seen where the network literally implodes. Uh, the network stayed up as best as it could today. We saw a ton of volume on that. I think it did over 200,000 soul in like the first hour. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm really curious what both of you two thought about it all. Yeah, I thought we were talking about this earlier with MMM. I think it was a pretty bullish signal for the market in general. The fact that uh, the the final price or the floor price ended up being supporting the whitelist price, uh, which I think was going for like 40 or 50 by the end, uh, running up into the mint. So it means that that mental barrier that a lot of these NFT investors that have been like holding back their soul and accumulating for this crypto bear, it's been re-injected into the ecosystem. So we might see some life return into projects. I know that I had a watch list of like nine or 10 uh, blue chips that I was hoping to rotate into during the mint. And I, by the time I refreshed, all of them had jumped like 10 soul. So I was late on that game, but I think overall it's that pretty, movie was pretty crazy. bullish. Yeah, I'm man. thinking of that too. I mentioned the Tadians yesterday and how I had bought it like 27. They got to 22 today and then took off to 40. So, I mean, like, I was surprised to see that, especially with this mint pumping to 80 soul, basically out the gate. I mean, I think we even had a few sales, well over 100. I don't even know what the high was on Trip and Ape, to be completely honest, but it was wild. And then yet you see projects like the Foxes, the Tadians, Gen Dojo, a uh, ton of others too, that were just absolutely taking off. Even like the cardboard kids went from like a 2.5 up to a 5 soul. So it seemed like people were really comfortable leaving that that Solana in the ecosystem, which to me, that's another bullish sign. Like it's not people sprinting here, taking stuff, like taking sold profits and then moving back to ETH, moving it to USDC. It seems like they're really buying back into projects that they kind of feel more comfortable with. So Smoothie, you had mentioned you had a, kind of a list of a few projects. I'm curious what you were looking for. And if that's kind of your trading strategy at the moment is to rotate these hyped mints that are kind of going crazy day one into some existing projects that seem to have a little bit more substance to them yeah i had a list of them um i'm pulling it up now i was using soul sniper to, to monitor so i have nine projects on here mostly blue chips or like establishing blue chips djen dojo borioku baby dragons fff cats atadians grim syndicate okay bears tayos and tayo incubators and then djen apes i went down that list today hoping for like one that I could catch on the dip. And by the end of the mint, everything had pumped all the way back up to prices outside of my target range. So uh, I'll just probably keep a, keep an eye on these um, as we go forward. And there's another hype mint coming up. We've got a couple on the, on the docket with Gcon and just ape and primate. So I think I'm going to sit on my hands for a minute. Yeah. And I don't think that's a bad play. I mean, looking at kind of the price action here, I'm honestly surprised that Trippin is holding as well as it is at the moment sitting at just over a 60 floor. I thought it would top out at 70, and it seems like that's basically where it's trading kind of flat. But it's also a little bit interesting here. Like, oh, and sorry, Hamba, do you have something to say? 
Oh yeah, I just wanted to ask you. So based on OK Bears and Trippin' Apes being 10K supply, is that you think it's going to be kind of the new, you know, the new meta? I mean, 10K in a in a bear market um, with a low with a low Solana price. I just wanted to hear what are your thoughts on like kind of collection sizes right now. Yeah, I'd love to hear what some others have to say on that. But just real quick, it's I think that 10K is actually holding. I think it's more bullish for the blockchain. It kind of shows now that we're able to support those sizes. If you look back into like November, a 10K was unheard of, like yeah. absolutely unrealistic. It was like you launch a 10K even at half a soul, people are complaining about it. Now it's like you could launch a 10K at, what was it today? Three soul and it was totally fine. Yeah. Like there was no issue selling this out. Yeah, I'm, yeah, st- I'm, st- I'm starting to see um, Solana scale upwards. I mean, it's like, since OK Bears, it seems like we've moved up a level. And then today, you've got tripping apes that have minted out and we've actually seen you know we've saw some pullback pre-mint but our projects have rebounded so quickly is a massively bullish in, indicator for me i mean i mean we saw after luna crashed we saw a lot of volume come out of eth you know a lot a lot of projects crashed and i think a lot of people out there have been holding bags in illiquid markets not being able to get out and i think that crash actually scared them into selling and cutting and, and, and i'm and i'm sort of thinking does the volume go back there or does it come to Solana now? Um, I don't know what anybody else thinks about that. Yeah, I mean, I just was going to say, like, in response to Hambo, like, I think in terms of the 10K stuff, I think, like, it's already here. If you look at every single one of the major upcoming hype mints, um, they're all, like, 10K collections. Uh, even, like, G-Con Studios, they turned theirs from, like, a, I think it was, like, a 2K mint into, like, a almost 9K mint. Um, Wild. And then the two, like, right. biggest... Uh, projects that are coming on the horizon are like that's why i think the 10k stuff i think that's also why we're seeing um, collections do a second mint right because they recognize that opportunity there so like if you look at the two biggest projects on the horizons in my opinion which is like duppies and the tayo pilot both of those are bigger than 10k i think duppies is 13k and pilots is like 20k so and that's definitely a new normal yeah i think that's really interesting too i mean we talked about it a little bit yesterday with the Tayo pilots, but with this whitelist meta too, I'm curious what people think about a few of these, like, I don't want to call them secondary mints, but additional projects that are minting with the local projects token. So whether that's dust or whether that's uh, scrap for the pilots, I'm curious what people really think about that. Do you think it's kind of helping because now you're transitioning to a separate token or are we kind of hesitant on that, I guess, uh, for whatever reason? Maybe it's a price like I think what Duppies is twenty soul or something like that. I'm I'm hesitant to be fair. I'm I'm really bullish on Blocksmith, and I think their token and their system is solid because they've just absolutely you know they've not given any deflationary mechanism for tokens, and these these extra mints just look like deflationary, you know, tactics to float the token to me. I mean, I I think. They're starting. I'm starting to include utility in to- you know with dust and the fox token. They've got utility, but Blocksmith's token is ram packed full of utility, and it's, you know it doesn't need to be deflated. And I'm abs- majorly bullish on Blocksmith. I think they become one of the main blue chips on Solana. To be fair, I think they flip a lot of blue and, chips to the, in the future. And I do agree. I think that plays into that whitelist meta. I mean, they're giving away their whitelist with their local token, so that's where we're starting to see a lot more of these utility token plays on Sol. Where we've seen it on the ETH side, whether they're doing thing like the uh, basically anything, their Llamaverse does a great job with their token to get out whitelist for it, and we're starting to see a lot more of that, especially with Blocksmith, who 
has a form of like a token aggregator, I want to call it, I guess you could say. Yeah. But uh, Manny, wanted to see what you had to add. Hey, thanks for having me up, Easy. Um, yeah, so I guess um, just a full disclosure, I hold Tayo oil, but what I'm about to say is like, Tayo is making it so you never have to grind for a whitelist. What they're doing is like, I mean, there's like maybe 2000 people total who are holders and that's what they're going to be asking for is like payments in their token or payments in whitelist. So then you don't have to grind for a whitelist anymore. And then like the tile raffles, like dude, I hit Gcon studios on that. I hit a tile pilot on that. Like I almost won an infant on that. Like, these are just like super cheap tokens that I spent like maybe three soul and I got a Tayo pilot and a G-Con studio. And then I'm like also in a raffle for just ape the thing that you guys were talking about today or yesterday. And like, I have like a 10% chance to win one of 20. So it's like, I don't know, dude, I feel like they're building something that's like a full on, like, cake baking easy bake oven machine where you just kind of like sit on your hands and like everything just comes to you and like this whitelist meta is not going away like you know what i'm saying and like they built a machine that does that for them so like that's where i'm at on that like dude i'm super bullish on them like i'm trying to scramble right now to get an infant (laughs) just because like they are making the infants get tokens from the Soulport launches. And with Hydra going down and Soulport going up and Magic Eden just kind of being Magic Eden, right? Like, I think that that's where the true alpha lies. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier about them whitelists becoming ultra competitive now. I mean, I'm trying to front run it myself and I've been trying to front run it for about four weeks now. Is that I'm I'm trying to get as much exposure because basically it comes down to a simple equation. It's it's conversion against your time. So what you want to be doing is upping your conversion rate and lowering the time it takes. There's going to be a lot of projects that specialise in whitelists coming up, and and I'm trying to get as much exposure to them as possible, basically. Um, and it, it, but they, the, the flaws will reflect that sooner or later. I mean, I mean, I'm, you know, there's a little project called Carton Kids. They're actually you know, specialising in whitelist and creating their own marketplace. You know, exposure to that, you're going to be rolling daily. Um, Yume Labs, Loom Labs are good for collabs. Um, I, there's one coming up on Mint called, um, Gen- is it Gen- Project Genesis? I'm looking at Mint, the projects that I'm coming up to Mint and show, and, and looking what ops I'm offering pre-Mint just to gauge how good their teams are because it's basically going to come down to how good their teams are at collecting whitelist in the future. You know, which will define their price and and whether you want to hold or not. But pretty much ninety percent of my holds at the moment is going towards whitelist specialist projects, basically. No, and that's kind of a good use of it. And wanted to just give a quick shout out to Eric Ebron coming up on stage here. Appreciate you joining the space. I'm curious what you. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, I'm curious what you've been buying recently. I know you uh, got into the reptiles previously. You've updated the picture to a cool cat. What you looking for? Did you get into the Trippin' Apes today? Uh, I tried. Um, but, yeah, my, my, my soul connects let me down. Um, I'm new in the soul. But the reason why I, uh, I hit you up, uh, Easy, is my guy that I usually talk to a lot. His name is Wells. He's in here. And I would love to bring him up. Alex was good. P.O. was good. Running Man was good. Smoothie, yo, yo. everybody else. What's up, man? But yeah. Uh, no, yeah, absolutely. Wanted, if you request, I him, him to come up, up here, man. He's, 
he's my connect to soul. He's been leading me down the the right path. So I just wanted to give him some some shine about everything that he's been studying with them for the past few years, really. No, and it's awesome to hear you're kind of stepping into the space and really starting to consider as well as kind of dive into other things aside from the East side. I mean, I think we're going to start to see a lot more of that across everybody, really. Aside from that, though, I am curious. I know we got a bunch of other speakers up here. Alexander, JT, thanks for coming back again. We got Francois and Alpha saying up here as well. Alpha saying, I see you're a TA guru. I'm curious what you got for me on the Trip and Apes. It's a profile picture. I uh, want to hear kind of what you think uh, market-wise, where they may go, what the volume looks like, and kind of any TA analysis you have, if you don't mind me putting you on the spot. No, nah, no problem, dude. Um, so the only thing that you could compare it is to OK Bears. So OK Bears had three dips, um, but you have to consider that the price of Solana was at 100 So now it's at 50 approximately. So it's easier to buy at these ranges. So right now is our first dip from – 50 to 70 is a good range, then I could see it go pump to 130 if if a, a good whale steps in and and accelerates that. Or if that doesn't happen, it could go down to uh, some levels of 25 and you'll see a lot of paper hands. So that's my kind of my evaluation there. But that I got one in. I, I didn't meant one. I just saw it. I bought one at 69 or something. I just like I just like the drip and I bought it. I have a few OK Bears. Like I, li- I'm just repping this for today. I, I, I love my OK Bear pick. Like it's just so calming on my eyes. So like, if you want to buy an OK Bear, it's gonna be okay. And literally, go buy an OK Bear. Like literally. So I <laughs> OK Bear 100. percent Um, but not. Um, yeah, th- that's my analysis on on tripping apes there, boy. You're shilling those bears harder than some of the uh, some of the big names in the space, which is impressive. Hard to do. So, thanks for that. Shout out Wealth Gathers. Appreciate you joining. Uh, Ebron put in a great word for you. So, want to hear where you getting alpha from? What you looking into? What plays you making? Oh, some high some high standards kind of outlined by Ebron here. So yeah, don't don't let me down. This is my admission until the morning show stage. I just want to talk shit one time on the stage. So don't fuck this up for me, Well. Oh, you do? <laughs> come come anytime, man. Just come on up. Nah, I ain't gonna fuck it up. What's good, yo? Um, I've been in Seoul for a while, man. So I'm pretty connected with a, a a lot of people. Um, I got a couple people that's in the Enigma chat, so they be you know dropping me some gems. But as far as like looking for projects, I use a lot of sites like Scour. Um, I don't know if y'all familiar with that. That helps me track like the volume. And- I'm using I'm using Scour at the moment. Yeah. Looking at the volume. <laughs> Scour, uh, Alpha Charts. I don't know if you use Alpha Charts to chart up. That's how you could get the TA on the price action on all the NFTs. Um, I usually use that. Um, projects that I'm really into right now, I ain't going to lie, man. I'm really feeling smokeheads, man. They're deflationary. Uh, the token don't have liquidity, but you could trade it on Famous Fox, and that shit goes for a lot. I get like a soul a day. I got three smokeheads. I make like a soul a day in a puff, so... I like projects like that. Also, like uh, what Running said, a project that are heavy in with the whitelist granting. A lot of the OG projects do that, but um, I'm looking into more projects like that now. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you one. Um, Ub- Ubik, I've been looking at for an OG project that's um, given out whitelist stops. So I'll check those out for sure. Yeah, and I like the Ubik play because it's interesting too. Like someone actually yesterday called out Botheads. I think they were like four and a half, five soul. 
And that's a very similar play to like the Mercury Labs play. I actually did pick one up watching their trial video of the application. I was like, this is a no-brainer. Uh, that's kind of the big focus here. And I'm, I'm a little worried, I guess you could say worried, because it seems like we're getting spread pretty thin. But if these tools, like Ubic does, lets you use a lot of their tool set functionality-wise, wallet verification, similar to Colab land, and actually kind of drives incentives to like manage the whitelists for projects, it makes it a lot easier for people to navigate the space. I mean, I miss so many wallet submissions just being kind of distracted or busy and not being able to look at a thousand discords, and I know I'm not the only one. So it's like, I think this is a good use for these utility tokens to do the raffle system much like Forge does. But I'm curious what people's thoughts are. It seems like on Soul, every single project has staking in a utility token or a token of some sort. Yeah, and I think, we, I think we saw that in the Mint. Um, and anyone that has been in the ecosystem knows the, these utility NFTs and was able to maneuver through this uh, system pretty quickly. There's uh, different marketplaces that you could use. You could use botting if you would like. Um, so like if you knew the ecosystem, it was very easy to, easy to maneuver. If you had some blocksmith, like if you like are, are staking for uh, Forge coin, um, that's a good play. Um, and that's I think the ecosystem OGs really um, move around like that, especially people that have uh, dead gods. Yeah, and I mean, that, that return's wild right now. I still kind of worry a little bit, like, if somebody does dump a ton of that utility token, what happens? We see the price volatility move a lot. And that's always the tough part, because now we're... I mean, I'm not a lawyer. I don't think anyone on stage is a lawyer. We worry about that securities kind of conversation with some of these tokens. So that's always a concern for me, and it just seems like because it's easier to make this on Soul, you see a lot of those utility tokens and a lot of people and projects having those in some capacity for whatever the rollout may be. I mean, I actually really do like what Foxy Swap and Famous Fox Federation are doing, but they just added a sole cost to it too to actually return kind of revenue and value there. I'm curious to see if we see something similar from some of these other projects. But I wanted to circle back to the Duppies Mint. Someone had mentioned it's like 13K a supply. What's the mint cost on that? Is it five dust? Is it more than that? Someone had mentioned to me that it was about a 20 soul equivalent, which feels wild to me, even though D gods are over 300. It's like, it's 375 dust, I think. Somebody just told me that, which yeah, is it's like, like 23 soul right now. That's crazy to me. Because, like, I get it. Like, sure, soul is 50 bucks, but that's still a $1,000 mint. You know what I mean? Like, that's not cheap by any means. I'm curious, is anybody up here excited for that mint? Like, what are you looking for towards it? I, I trust Frank, definitely. I mean, we've seen him crush everything so far. Alex, you had something? Yeah, so it is an expensive mint, but we just saw today that doesn't really matter on Solana because these these tripping apes are like at a 60-plus floor. And I think because of the high floor of the D-gods, I think it'll be like one-fifth, whatever the floor a D-god will be. So that would put it in the 60 range. And I don't think you're going to have an easy time getting a whitelist so I think there's going to be a high demand for it, even with the high price tag. Do all D gods get whitelist for that? Just the dead gods. So eight, oh, about 8,500 right now, but I imagine it'd be like 900 or, or I'm sorry, 80, yeah, 9,000, whenever the time comes. Yeah. So it still leaves like 4k, 5k to the public, which is, I'm interested in it. Yeah. JT would love to hear what you had on that. Yo, I was good. Easy. Uh, I was just, just to add on that point, um, almost almost every collection I've seen that's come out with a second one, that's been like the top. I don't I don't think we've seen many of the OGs hit new all time highs after the second collection has come out. 
I don't know if you can think of any. I think Sack maybe went from like 70, 70 or 80 to 100, but now it's back around that, so I don't know. And Sack was an interesting one too because it was like – th- I'm pretty sure – didn't they do a Dutch auction for the new tapes? Yeah, I think it start. I think they started at like twenty soul, and that was when soul was more expensive too. Yeah, yeah they, they did a Dutch auction, but it insta sold out, so it wasn't really a Dutch auction. I was just gonna say, I was pretty sure those things absolutely flew at twenty soul, which makes me feel a little bit better, I guess, about Duffy's now being pretty damn close, while soul was so much, uh, so much lower now. Well, what you got? What's the utility on Duffy's? The actual utility on that collection, apart from being linked to dead god, dead gods. I don't think I haven't seen any yet. Frank's kept it pretty close <laughs> to the chest, so yeah. it's like. But no, it's Frank. Just, that dude, he's gonna do something. Yeah, I mean, but he, I mean, I'm not fudding dead gods, like. But I mean, he did also come up with the idea of charging thirty-three percent, like fee to sell at the start. But I do like dead dead gods, but it just looks like a deflationary mechanism to me. I'm not sure. I, I'll you know I'll wait to see what what the roadmap is and what the utility is on duppies. But I'm more bullish on collections that don't trigger you deflationary mechanisms on the tokens. It's basically an indicator that the token is pretty much floating on its own with you know current utility. I don't know anybody else feels about that, though. No, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I'm curious, Wealth, what you have there? I saw you had your hand up just before we circle back on that. Yeah, no, nah, I was actually going to speak about wobble bugs. I don't know if y'all spoke about wobble bugs yet in, in the chat. We have not, but just, to, I guess, the Duppies thing real fast before we dive into Wobble Bugs. I agree on Duppies there. It's tough to be bullish on something that doesn't really have much, I guess, return of value there. But the, on the same kind of the same side there, if you take a look at what just happened with Trip and Apes, the roadmap se- section on Magic Eden straight up said, there's no roadmap where we're going. So I don't think anyone cares about utility at the moment. It's kind of just like, let it fly. Let's see what FOMO does and hype does. And I think the next 48 to 72 hours are going to be crucial because if this trades like 30, 20 soul, that's an indication of a lot of these hype mints. And I think they may not trade as high if these don't hold where they're at. But Wealth, I'm very curious to hear what you had on Wobble Bugs. I've been in that Discord for a while now. Uh, I just have been a, done a terrible, terrible job keeping up on it. So that's another one. I've seen some of the art. Not really sure. Curious what you got on it. Nah, I mean, I, I'm digging the art, but I think it's more of a like a music NFT kind of thing is what they're doing with it. I got a whitelist for it, so I'm just like trying to gauge it, but I'm not sure if y'all into that because I know a lot of people are talking about this whole music NFT meta that's supposed to be coming around. Could you elaborate, I guess, on that? I'm curious what you got for music NFT meta. I mean, I've seen a little bit of it. We've seen some of it on the ETH side. Real curious what you got for the soul side because I don't think we've seen much of that. We had a little surge of one-of-one art. But, I mean, I'm definitely interested in the soul space. So, Daramola, I don't know if you're – I know you know Daramola. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he just dropped a project on on Soul. He had a previous project, but this one ties into his other project. And it's going to have something to do with his um, upcoming album coming out, and it's going to tie into that. So, he's pretty much like one of the uh, people on Soul that's trying to lead the charge with music NFTs. We had Dill come over there. He dropped the project. He was from Eve. So, like, a lot of people was, like, they're just trying to find, like, new metas. Like, I heard something about, you know, the brand them being the new meta and the music NFT being the new meta. And just like you said before, we've seen a lot of things change outside of just the utility part. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, to be fair, I'm a whitelist on Wobblebugs. I'm trying to get the VIP, the 3X Mint, but um, it's hard work. But uh, they have actually got really advanced tokenomics in that project as well. 
And the, uh, the old music meta brand, I think, could attract Eve buyers as well. I mean, space, isn't it basically an Eve project? I'm sure, they, haven't they come over from Eve? Yeah, I believe, yeah, they came over from Eve, correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm bullish. I think they could attract support from, you know, ETH buyers, definitely. And that's a big thing, too. Like, if there's more indications of things that are kind of similar, I guess, to some of those other areas of success, they tend to do well. And it's, it's tough to really say that they don't. Both chains are kind of mirroring and monitoring one another when one thing gets hyped. No one can really say they're not anymore, especially since we're starting to see ETH derivatives of Solana projects. And, I mean, shit, even yesterday, Heavenland, a Solana metaverse play, took off and was the number one volume traded project over the last 24 hours. So, I mean, we've seen massive surges in all those kind of metas, whether it's sandbox land, Decentraland. I'm so curious too, like we've had portals run on Solana, which is just that metaverse play. There's just a lot of things and things that move in cycles. So I'm real curious to see if music does pick off and kind of get some traction. But Pio, is there any ETH music NFTs that you can think of that really do have traction? I think Soundwave is one of them, but I'm just curious. Well, I mean the carton, right? And so when you look at music on Ethereum, spotty Wi-Fi, when he first came out, that was like a big deal at that time because it was someone taking the IP of their CryptoPunk in this instance and ba basically building like a brand around it. And you will see more and more of that. I think that the key to that, um, in order for that to work for like an individual artist, is the artist has to have success outside of the NFT space. Like you have to basically get, like if the girl that um, did the Crypto Boy song, if she drops an nft right now and then she actually gets big outside of the nft space that's when you'll see appreciation there then there's our carton that we have the lyrical lemonade thing that's more of like a utility play almost like proof style where it's a club that's related to lyrical lemonade right who's a big media entity in the music industry here in the united states inevitably music is going to get totally integrated with nfts and there's going to be a music nft project that absolutely moons i'd say right now the closest thing we have to that is actually lyrical lemonade and there's something um it's like wave synths or, or something like that but nothing's really been that big of a story i put my bet on on the carton by lyrical lemonade but that doesn't mean someone else can't come in the thing is the music industry is really kind of like archaic when it comes to technology so it's going to take some time but my bet right now is on lyrical lemonade's team and that's almost more of a branding play which is interesting too because we look at these projects now that are really focused on branding okay bears doing whether you want to call the wristband a, a brand they're obviously scaling that that's their goal and then we saw trip and apes do a anti-social social club the streetwear brand kind of similarities in style so i do think the branding meta is going to be massive if it's not already but i really want to see like a, a music album take off which is Daramula and the supply chain NFT looks really interesting for sure, especially because he's dropped multiple albums down the blockchain. Uh, shout out Dill as well, frequent kind of contributor throughout the East side. Excited to see what he cooks up on Soul. I know he has a few things now. Manny, you have your hand up. Yeah, I think um, I just wanted to add a point on the music NFT front. I think the biggest thing they're missing is a monetization mechanism, right? So like if you could just like pair like some kind of listening device to know when something was like played and then that would send a signal to the chain to be like, hey, give this person a tally. Like, you know, like if you could do something like that, then I think like the music NFTs blow up. But again, this is me just kind of thinking out loud and that's all I got. 
No, and I think that's a big part. I like the idea, like, as these things start to integrate more on chain to ways to actually play that music and kind of show, like, a music wallet, that's where I think it's going to absolutely move. Uh, once it can kind of be, like, easier easier adoption on that side, that's what gets me really interested. I mean, we've seen it with a lot of, like, the move to earn stuff that we've been really harping on. That ease of onboarding is what's going to separate a lot of stuff. And, I mean, I'm, I'm hyped that Stefan's on Soul because it forces people to get onto the network, which is nice. Curious what we see from a music perspective. I know that Gala Music was partnering with Snoop to do like a music wallet. I'm curious what that looks like longer term, but I do think there's a lot of opportunity for music NFTs, those, th those things picking up and kind of getting traction. But I know we're about halfway through here. We're gonna run for like another 30 minutes. Wanted to reset the room. Appreciate everybody kind of diving into the space. We're gonna move some speakers around here in a minute. This is Solana Made Easy. We appreciate you all tuning in, joining, sharing alpha, sharing topics, sharing what you're interested in, wins, losses, no shilling as always, which is extremely appreciated. It's a shill-free zone. So shout out, y'all. Shout out the same speakers we've been getting up here. Excited to hear more thoughts and opinions from everyone. And yeah, very excited for what we got upcoming mids. Shout out to the people that shilled me and Easy in person at VCon, right? We have a no shill rule on the shows, but people thought it was appropriate to shill us hardcore in our personal space. So I want to shout out all those folks. <laughs> that was really crazy, bro. Like thinking about that now, it's like one thing when you're behind a phone screen, but having people come up and be like, so listen, I got a project. You're going to fucking love it. We got 16 generations minting a 300K supply at half an ETH. Do you think you want to get on board? It was, it was awesome. So shout out those people. Running man, what you got? New Easy Peel. I'm I'm sorry, running. Easy yeah, Peel, running. Thank you guys for having me, man. I appreciate it. I gotta hey, get back to this poker night and my Discord. I love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for accepting me in this space. Have a good day, bro. Always, we'll be in touch. Have a good one. Running, what you got? What you got cooking up? Well, we got new projects. I'm well because of the the current whitelist match. I'm about three or four or five weeks in front. On whitelist at the moment. I've got two bots that could be good. We've got Soulset IO, which is like a broad range bot that's coming out that you can track multiple projects on. I think it's going to be really good for collections that have um, dropped in the last seven days where you can just set. It's really easy to use and you can set up tickets all across, you know, to, to catch, you know, a range of projects. We got Very Bot. Which is another one, which is a which pretty pretty strong bot. But it'll, the one with the the thing is with this one is it works on ETH as well. So it's, it's got an ETH contract sniper. Um, so it's cross chain, which could be interesting. We've got um, the one I like is Nazumi Dominion. It's a bit like mouse mouse in the house, except a bit more turbo. I think um, they're really early at the moment. Um, it's how you can get whitelist on that. I think they could be hype when they launch. Um, what else we got? Deflatory, another one. Um, that's pretty early. You can get whitelist on. That's got a major deflatory mechanism where they have they, they double the floor price every day or two. And just um, a heads up, we're sharing these as well in the Nifty Portal Discord. Check out the Soul Trades channel. Completely free. Dive in. Get interested. Get excited. It's pretty sweet. We got a ton of giveaways in there as well as mentioned. So yeah. feel free to kind of hop in, tune in. All the ones Running Man is mentioning are taking off. Sharing those whenever we get them. Alexander, what you got for me? I don't know if you guys saw, but OpenSea made a tweet earlier about the Akumu Dragons minting next week. And I was just wondering what, uh, like, someone who's just ETH-based, like Pio, what does he think of these? Pio. <laughs> I know. I don't know what Pio thinks, but uh, but my broke 
Ethereum ass. No, I don't. I, I love how everyone they're just like, yeah, the ETH guy. I've never thought that I'd be called an ETH guy before. It's hilarious to me, but I'm, I'm game. I'm, I'm rocking with you guys. I was really impressed by the way everyone yesterday's show, just the level of analysis. And I was also saying before that, like in in Solana world here, it's almost like there's no market downturn at all. Everyone's like, what the hell are you talking about? We're we're going hard right now. Um, but I'm super interested in the Boryaku Dragons on Ethereum. But then Easy's over here telling me that they're not going to sell out. So that has me. It has me worried. I don't know. I mean, you should see the messages I get, bro, about that. People are so pissed. They're like, "You have no fucking idea what you're talking about. You're a dumbass. These are your moon." I'm like, "Dude, there's 2k supply on Sol, and they're going 10k at one five. Whatever, shit, prove me wrong. I'm excited." It's 1.5 Ethereum. 1.69. Nice. Well, that's a lot. That, that's a lot right now for this market. Uh, I don't know. That would basically be the next big liquidity event in the NFT space, right? Like all year we've had something to look to, right? The the proof Moonbirds event, that was like a big liquidity event. And then after that, you look to the other side drop. And then that was a massive liquidity event that literally sucked the air out of the rest of the market. And then slowly the air has been sucked out of that one. Um, but I guess I think Boryaku, if they did 10K at 1.69, that would effectively be a large liquidity event in NFTs. Are you saying it's 1.169 because of the whitelist? No, it's 0.169. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, oh, 0.169. Oh. Okay. My apologies. The I was going to say that's is like a one ETH floor right now. If you buy like the sole equivalent, you can buy uh. a Blood Moon, which is going for like one ETH. So you're in it for like 1.1 at this point. The mint for like public mint is 0.169. Sorry if I said that wrong. Okay. Well, that's more interesting, right? I mean, like that probably is a pretty good buy how do you get on the allow list for that uh basically buy one of those blood moon bokus that seems to be the main way right now i believe they gave uh two of those to the genesis and allowed them babies to mint for 69 boku just a quick add on that tie um commune three has a quest out where you just follow visit their page and like them on like i think OpenSea or something and they're doing a raffle for 50 of them and like you just like log into the commune thing and then you just do this quest and you can maybe hit one of 50. and see that's an interesting thing it seems like a lot of these other projects are really gamifying some of that whitelist so i'm very curious to see how that shapes up longer term and if more projects keep letting these other projects use their own tokens to kind of raffle these spots off and the DAO partnerships. It seems like that's massive in Seoul. We see a ton of it. TH, what you got for me? Hey, thanks for having me up. I think, uh, yeah, I've been in this space for a while and I've seen the meta change quite a bit, but I think one point to touch on that I don't think has been mentioned is like how newer folks in the space can acquire whitelist, especially if they don't have a lot of liquidity. Um, I think, there are a few projects out there that kind of focus on supporting like DAOs or smaller DAOs that also get a ton of whitelist as well. Um, and they have raffles and whatnot in there. And some of them don't even have NFTs to join. They're free to join or they're invite only. And so you can kind of find a group on Twitter, uh, become friends with them and just kind of join these DAOs that way. And they do get access to NFTs, these popular projects, uh, just like any of the other big blue chips. And so uh, I think when someone's new to the space and looking to join, it's hard to kind of see a floor price of like like blocks and blabs like that's a, about a hundred soul or like some of the other blue chips like okay bears or one other not other projects that have or get a lot of spots um they can join some of these smaller discords and kind of earn raffles to other whitelist spots without having to spend a ton of money 
Um, and then there's also some more established DAOs. I think like Google's Enigma, Cat Girl Cartel, and a few other ones that do have higher floor prices, but also get access to a, white, a lot of whitelist spots as well. And so that's one way to get access to that without having to spend a ton of money or spend a lot of time trying to earn these whitelist spots. Yeah, I was going to touch on that. I mean, if you do the research, they are there to be taken. I mean, I mentioned Yume Labs before. They've got free collections. They've got Lunaria. Um, they've got Kitten Coop, and they've got Glitterflies. And you can get access to Yume's ops for buying a, a, a point three two Lunarian. And you've got, you know, enrolling whitelist every day with Yume for that. And it's all about getting exposure you know, to the to these ops and, and rolling with as little competition as possible. So they, they are there. You just need to, you know, just get the research and get entries into these projects to start rolling and then and then onboard bigger projects from there. And it's all about expanding your network. Then you start onboarding and eventually onboarding to Blocksmith. And, you know, whitelist is such a valuable currency at the moment. You know, you more valuable than the token value. You know, if you roll a decent whitelist, you know, it could be 10, 20 sol. Um, you know, so mm -hmm. you, you, can, you can expand your network. It's just about doing the research and finding the projects you can onboard low. And, and I think that's the most that. interesting part about Solana here is that there really is an opportunity to start with quite literally zero sol and work your way up through the whitelist plays. Like that's crazy to me. You don't need gas or take a tiny, tiny bit. I'm sure you could get a dollar into sol and make the transactions. But being able to sell those whitelist spots completely eliminates that barrier for entry. For someone who says, like, I don't have enough to trade NFTs, it's all about grinding at that point, getting into discords, putting in work, finding those hype mints and just being active in the space. We've seen multiple people and a lot of people I even trade with who have started with zero and now have well into multiple hundreds uh, of NFT values in Solana bags. Wanted to just pass it to uh, Souths. I know we got a few new people on the space. I'm going to cycle a couple speakers here as well. Souths, what you got? Yeah, I don't know if I should ask this right now. It might derail the conversation a little bit, but I kind of wanted your input on rug pulls and preventative measures. If you think that, so Magic Eden, for instance, in these large launch pads, if they required a project to be an LLC or S-Corp, do you think that would mitigate rug pull? I mean, it, you're on paper at that point, but shit, look at what Luna just did where <laughs> Doquan straight up just imploded the corporation right before it all imploded so at the same time it's like it may not stop you we also just saw a notorious batman like figure in the space use a fake id for reptile renegades in a launch pad so at the same time like people are nice with uh whether it's like shit people are nice with photoshop so at that point it's, it's kind of wild when you think about it um we'll see what actually happens with that because i don't know what's a, a great preventative measure to really eliminate that potential we've seen some escrow attempts I guess those work, but all the fun that came out around the bears on escrow day was hilarious. Like everyone was just kind of like, oh, day seven, rug day. Like what's going to happen? Uh, I don't know what's a better option. I'm curious what some others may think there. I think an S-Corp LLC is interesting, but I don't know how feasible it is. And really, yeah, I yeah, that wouldn't prevent all projects. I mean, it would just be like the responsibility of the launch pad to do the due diligence for people who are buying. But I mean, obviously anyone could start a Solana project and still do a rug pull yeah and i think a lot of that comes to like the candy machine aspect and i guess the ease of getting it off the ground mmm did you have something there as well i was curious what you might have i, well, I was just gonna say like yeah i think and actually this was something that uh talked with alexander about like a while maybe two weeks ago or so just the idea that 
in order to like really eliminate a lot of this rug bull stuff, like what's going to really, and also like some of the stuff that we're talking about with whitelists in order to make like whitelist allocations more equitable and inclusive, it's going to require like some KYC stuff in a, um, that's going to be enabled in the space. And I think that's going to be pretty difficult, like for a while for people to grapple with, but that's really the only way that you can fully kind of prevent any of these type of rug pools. Um, Cause as we've seen, like across, it's not just a unique thing to NFTs. Like, as you just said, it happened with Luna. It happened with tons of DeFi protocols. And the really way, the only way to deal with it long-term is you got to introduce some sort of like set of like regulations or standards that actually address the core issue. Yeah, and I think it, I think it is gonna get better. Like, don't don't get me wrong. We see the same rugs on other chains. Shit, if you've been crypto native, you see coins literally just delete themselves. Like, this is not uncommon for Soul and not uncommon for crypto. So at the same time, it's like you want decentralization and anonymity and all that other fun jazz. But then when shit like this happens, obviously you get upset. So it's like it's a give and choose. It's a double-edged sword. Whichever way you want to spin it. It's tough to really have a one or the other there. And I wanted to just quickly also call on DGen Thugs. You had your hand raised. Curious what you got. Well, I was just going to speak on the KYC part. I mean, regularly LLCs would just file bankruptcy. So there's a big fuck you as well in that kind of situation. Well, that's almost exactly what we saw with uh, Neo Nexus. Like they basically just went bankrupt. Dude took two mil and like a million dollar raise on the governor's mansion and then came out with like, uh, we're going under, we have no more money. So at the same, like there's- And that Lambo post, right? The... <laughs> he did in fact post himself inside of a Lamborghini, but that's besides the point. Uh... That's what you're supposed to do though. Yeah, like at least he fit the mold for like the traditional rugger. He took all the money and then bought a Lambo. Like everyone says they're going to, <laughs> he actually did it. So the man of, the man of his word to some degree. <laughs> he held up only one end of the bargain there, but- I, I agree too. It's also like when you think about the dot-com bubble and that boom, a lot of companies went under, very few continued to run and move up. We're seeing the same thing. Like existing projects are pushing. So a lot of projects are dying too. I, I think with how early we are, we're going to just keep seeing that longer term uh, and kind of see a lot of that shift. MMM, what you got? So I just wanted to, you were asking about like what projects we're looking at coming up. Um, and like last night, uh, right before Trip and Apes, like Kings of the Street announced that they're going to be minting on the 27th. Um, it's like the same artist from Devil Kids. Um, as a result of it, all Devil Kids get to who are holding one get to mint a, uh, Kings of the Street, and King, uh, Devil Kids prices run up to like nine to twelve souls. So I think that's like a good gauge, kind of like where whitelist tokens are right now for that. So I think it's going to be really interesting to watch how that mint performs given like the massive liquidity event that we're seeing today. And then on the 29th, we have Gcon Studios and that's going to be another massive liquidity event. So I think those two mints together will be a really good way to gauge kind of like how the broader market is looking after this Trip and Apes event. Because basically, I think until Duppies or the Tayo Pilots mint, whichever one comes first, it doesn't seem like there's any like massive event like we've just seen with Trip and Apes. No, and that makes sense too. So it's like we have these two massive projects launching this weekend, around this weekend, when usually it's quieter. So I'm very interested to see what the market kind of reacts to that. I'm excited for both of those. I think they're going to do well just based off the hype alone and what we're seeing. Alex, you had anything on that or anything? Yeah, no. Um, Gcan, or Gycan, I don't know how to pronounce it. They just did, well, they announced today that they're switching from Magic Eden to now launch on Soulport. I don't know what you thought about that. I like Soulport. I like Magic Eden, but what do you think? 
Yeah, and we had talked about it a tiny, tiny bit earlier too. I'm excited for it. I mean, we know Tayos are diehold like holders and massive fans of Soulport. So when something launches on there, you almost get that Tayo pump tied right into it. So it's like, are we going to see similar price action there? But then my other fear with that is like, there's just a lot of things in the Tayo ecosystem now. Whether you want to look at pilots, infants, full size, the Soulsteads acquisition, does that make their team stronger? Does it make it weaker? The benefit is Soulport's launchpad is what they say unbottable and it's actually done extremely well with solana tps every time they've minted a project on it so i'm excited to see how this plays out because this is a much larger quantity and supply than gcon so or than uh the visionary gcon's much larger so i'm interested to see how they maintain that and if tps can also kind of stay up seeing tps in the network not die today was such a bullish sign for me long term because we're all we were all making jokes beforehand like the network's fucked today it's a, we're all going to die. This is going to be a bloodbath. Let's see what happens. And sure enough, it stayed up over 1,500 the entire day. So I think Soulport's only going to help that. I'm excited they went Soulport instead of Magic Eden. Did you have a preference to it, Alex, I guess? Are you, what are your thoughts, I guess, on the launch pads in general? I, I don't understand why they switched. That's what I was trying to figure out. I guess they heard from the community that they wanted to switch. I didn't really understand the switches. So it seemed like everybody switched because Hydra dealt with some internal things. Uh, it seemed like they had put out a statement where they actually let one of their public relations team members uh, have a leave of absence, I guess you could call it, for their negative comments. So in turn, it seemed like with that too, the rug issues that also popped up led to a lot of people feeling a little bit hesitant to work with that launch pad. And it also seemed like a couple of Discord groups were pretty pissed about it and wanted them to switch. So showing that they can adapt is interesting. But at the same time, I agree, like this doesn't really change much. Like these, these launch pads all have more or less the same Docs and requirements. Yeah, it was, it was more so the, the change from Magic Eden. I, I understood the Hydra part. It was the Magic Eden, the Soul part that I did not understand. Did G-Con actually commit to Magic Eden at all? Or was were they, I'm pretty sure they were just straight G-Con or just straight Soul port right off the right No, the that, was, um, that was due to launch on Magic Eden. And then oh, they, wow. they, 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 they respectfully declined and moved over to Soul Ports. I actually think Soul Ports have got a certain style to them. It actually gives, gives them a bit more branding my personal opinion i think you know will really boost them um to be honest I, I definitely do agree there it's it's gonna be interesting to see how they move what happens with there uh i had a few more speakers here i'm curious what lcapital.soul's got going on what they're looking at and dpump.soul here uh two dot soul names do we see a dot soul run up just like ens what's up capitan curious uh, what you got going on curious what plays you might got hey how are you you're breaking up the tongue, bro. You're, you're deep in the Solana metaverse, amigo. TPS through the roof right now. Capitan, it might be a little slow for you here. It's really breaking up. It sounds extremely robotic. Uh, I apologize. If you got some better signal, hop back on. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mute real quick just because it's breaking up a ton. You got it. Awesome. Deep pump. I'm curious what you're looking at. Any wins, losses, what you're looking at market-wise. I see the community three. Haven't seen many of those as a PFP. I know they're also launching a profile picture project. Curious what you're looking at market-wise. And if deep pump stays silent, okay. Well, they just jumped. <laughs> that works too. Hanbo, you had your hand raised? Yeah, I wanted to ask you because – uh, I know me, you, and Shake have been pinging each other back and forth, back and forth on Twitter for a little bit. I just wanted to ask if you ever actually aped in to Cyber Samurai. 
I had not. So I was well, that's another project I'm looking at. I had been talking to Shake for a while, back and forth, been trying to get onto a, one of his Twitch streams actually and just kind of chop it up around the soul ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Um haven't done that yet, definitely need to. But I'm I'm curious, is, does anyone on stage hold Cyber Samurai at, at all? I've seen he was that a D rug too, and he's absolutely crushed it. It wasn't a D rug, it was just uh September mint. And it just, or I think, uh, yeah, MM could probably speak a lot about it. But yeah, September mint, and then uh, it was three soul, and then it was hovering at around 0.5 from like December to probably like April, and then it just shot through the roof. Uh, they got Gen two coming out. They got some new things coming. Yeah, I'm sure uh, MMM can talk about it more. Yeah, happy to. Uh, just disclaimer: like I, I own a lot of these, and I work very closely with Shake and like do stuff for Cyber Samurai. So completely biased at the same time, but. uh uh, yeah, they, they're like an OG project, like Shake, uh, early on in like the NFT ecosystem, he just saw that like, he was he was one of like an early traders in Seoul. And he was like, this is a lot of fun, I should build a project. And so he minted um, kind of Cyber Samurai, which was like an OG Solana project. This was an early September mint. It was actually the first Solana NFT project to use the Radium Launchpad, which is mm-hmm. kind of like a fair launch protocol, which was a huge deal at the time. Um, and then um basically he wanted to launch it with as a comic type series and what happened is uh during like that kind of first bear market they got pretty wiped out just like a lot of these other projects um but shake has a great motto which is you know he's always like i don't understand people who rug or drop their projects like having a successful project is literally a great way to make a lot of money and do something i love and so he's like continued to build from day one since that project and he's built out a comic book series He's got a series of like alpha tools for his thing. Um, I would encourage people to check out this thing called Dojo DB. Um, basically, it's a way where you can like set a, a series of projects where you want to monitor their floor prices and just log on to the website. And it's easy, simple interface that shows you all the floor prices. You can also set up Telegram alerts and stuff. Um, and he's also building like a Solana NFT index. Um, it's just a really solid community and. He's, he's, he thinks one of the things that's really missing right now is like that def- really like defining um, beautiful PFP art. And so he's hired his comic book artist to basically draw um, this incredible Gen 2 set of NFTs that I think are really like a, I, I don't show them because I'm part of the team, but I just think like they're, they're, po- they're poised right now to be a huge underdog mint that really pops. So recommend checking them out if you own one of the cyber samurai gen ones then you get to burn it you it's not like you can keep both but you can burn it for one of the gen twos when the mint happens but once again not chilling it at all that's just the background no that's good to hear i mean i was not aware of all that going on it's it sounds like shake's crushing it i have zero doubt about it i just haven't spent a ton of time diving into it i know i've had a few conversations with shake and ambo high level but it's it's dope to hear a lot of people really in tune with the space working on this project that's always for me extremely extremely bullish three six nine curious what you got Hey guys, how you doing today? Um, I just want to kind of pop on here real quick. I don't want to derail any conversation either or anything, but um, I just wanted to kind of ask about what you guys' opinions were on the all the new projects that are coming up, like Great Goats and Trippin' Apes and all that kind of stuff. Like, what is like? How does this play out? Because there's, I feel like there's not enough liquidity in the market right now for it to all drain and then go to that. So, for one, where's the where's the money coming from and for two because i don't think it's all ethereum i mean i think there's a lot of ethereum bags coming in and also um a second part of a question i guess is what how do you guys think about i guess the utility projects compared to the pfp projects when there is this liquidation drain and there's a ton of you know like the trip nates today you see a bunch of projects are dropping super hard 
but then the ones with utility are staying up. And I feel like that's going to be a consistent factor in this market forever, just because utility trumps appearance. But I, that's just my personal opinion. I just want to get you guys' thoughts on all the money coming in and the um, the liquidation drain versus um, utility and profile picture projects. No, I think a lot of it too comes from a lot of people that are entering the space, new money, but I think a lot of volume and actual Solana just got put back into Solana traders' hands through OK Bears and some of those previous trades that now with all this hype, like Alex Becker was following Trip and Apes, and that was something a lot of people were talking about that almost kind of drives, I don't want to call it artificial hype, but it drives an incentive for people to want to buy into something that he could potentially shill. We've seen the power of his tweets and what he's done. So when you kind of get something like that, it seems to be that liquidity flows. I agree, though. I'm a little bit nervous with all of these hyped mints coming out because, like, think about it. To your point, there's just not enough liquidity. This money can't keep cycling back and forth. It could, but then we're just going to see all these floors tank. So it's almost like a get in, get out, quite literally a pyramid because you're not going to have any new money funneling into these projects. I'm a little bit worried about that. There's a lot of hype on some of these and massive Twitter followings. So we all know that they're going to do well. I think I think what you've got to do is you've got to define that there's many types of volume on Solana. There's volume that follows hype, that trades hype, and then there's volume that holds utility. Now, when a project first launches, you've got people coming in for utility and trading the hype. When when the hype fades, that li that liquidity pulls out and goes on to move to someone else. I said earlier, trade the hype, but hold for utility. And if a utility of uh, uh, utility after a time will find. The project's price. I mean, I'm an OG on Grey Goat, so I've got two X Mint. So I hope it gets to the moon. But um, yeah, I'm more bullish on projects that have got major utility. You know, and also I've got se separate areas of my trading bank, so I've got like a tra live trading liquidity pool. But then I've got another area where I hold whitelist meta. That's generating. You know, I'm not treating them as NFTs like I'm looking at the floor price. I'm looking at what I'm generating by holding those NFTs on a return rate. And I think it's pretty important to split split your bank role or you know your trading bank into many different sections because psychologically you need to treat them different, you know, like your short term, your medium term, your long term old need to be psychologically treated differently, um, you know, as well as your liquid trading pool. So yeah, I'll trade the hype, but um, the utility will find the price is what I'd say. Awesome. I'll definitely I do it, guys. Oh, sorry, I was gonna say I appreciate you guys' uh, answers on that. No, 100%. That's a great question there. Just kind of, and on that note, I mean, we only got about five, 10 minutes here. Want to kind of wrap it up, keep these to a little over an hour each time. I appreciate everyone joining today. I wanted to kind of go around what we used to do with the ETH space. And since everyone does keep it to a no shill zone, let some people shill their bags if they're open to it. Talk about a project you hold, why you might be interested in it, and why you think some other people should uh, take a look at it. So if anyone wants to kind of share what they're holding, why you're holding it, feel free, raise your hand. Manny, what you got? Dude, the Commune 3 project, um, like they, these people have like a legitimate business and like they're a pretty scrappy startup already. They're looking to expand. They're pretty new into Web3, so they didn't understand like this hype thing. And they kind of let it fall by the webs, like the wayside. But they're doing an IDO, right? And you have to use their in-game like or their IDO currency to like power these projects. So what these people do is they have these like basically their customer engagement platforms where you go in, you follow things, like you watch content, and then they give you these in-game tokens that you can gamble 
to get whitelist on. And I think they're killing it. I think that they're doing it for a lot of really good projects coming up and like certain like factions. I don't know. Just go to their discord, check it out. Something I'm holding. I bought the top on that and like, I'm definitely looking to buy two more. So it's one of those things that like, I'm just trying to get some liquidity and I'm going to be buying two of those and a Tayo. I like those trades. I like those trades a lot. I mean, obviously we're seeing community three do great with everything from their current SaaS business model. MMM, what you got? So this one's a smaller collection. It's called Solana, Solana Cyclops. Cyclops. Um, actually, uh, Smoothie is in there with me as well. Um, and we minted these a while ago. Um, it's, it's like a really undercover project. There's only like 777 of them. And basically what it is, is it's like a creative artist uh, management platform. And their founder, this guy, Polyphemus, I think is his name. He's He's a, we, I spent a lot of time talk to, talking to him. He's a really bright guy, comes from a finance background and just sees an incredible opportunity to basically help projects with their artist management um, and finding artists to do their projects. So um, they minted like maybe two months ago and um, already he's starting to get a lot of traction. Um, they've got, I think, three upcoming mints where they've done all the art for those mints, um, including, I think, uh, Oak Paradise. Um, pits off perk and i can't remember what the third one is off the top of my head um and then he's also just um, basically creating a way to make sure to give the uh the only issue right now is the nfts probably don't have as much utility as they should so um but i i think like long term i'm always bullish on people like this guy polyphemus like he gives me shake vibes big time in terms of his work ethic and ability to execute so i would definitely check them out and give them a look no, I think, I think it sounds great. I mean, I'm all about the builders, all about the people who actually kind of know the space and want to continue to drive it. But, hey, appreciate everyone tuning in today. We're back again tomorrow. Appreciate all the speakers. Shout out you all. You're always welcome up here. Fire Alpha today, as always. Thank you for keeping the show to a minimum. We'll be back tomorrow, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Join the Discord, Soul Trades channel.